we have instances of <sighs> nepotism, favoritism, classism, mm-hmm. racism, all the isms. Yeah. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Christina. And this is the Reclamation Podcast. When we first interviewed you, I asked you the question if you thought it was a cult. Mm-hmm. And I believe at the time you, you, you erred on the side of not really a cult. I think I said it was cult-ish. Cult-ish. So if it was yeah. like, a, if we were to do like a scale of like zero to 10, you had it on like a three, maybe a four, maybe Ooh, a I two. Did, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. It definitely was airing on the side of not a cult, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so now, 80, 90 episodes later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is 90 crazy, episodes later. Uh, uh, I don't know how many people, 20, 30 people later. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, two, three, four documents later. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> Nine months later, where are you with that now? Oh, 100% a cult. 100%? Yeah, it was a cult. It was a cult. Please because explain. I, Please explain. I mean, I just have to say, because I think I in the beginning, before all these readings, before hearing these stories, I was still giving the leadership the benefit of the doubt. I was just thinking, you know, they were religious people who really did believe in God, but they just took it too far. And, you know, they were human, you know, they, they just made some mistakes. And then you hear the stories and read journals like this. And even, even the discipleship dilemma and see how the author gave options to the church to make changes. And they were like, no, that, no, thank you. That's okay. We prefer to do it this way, <laughs> despite despite all of the the warnings about the fact that it was going to wreak like psychological damage on people, and they still were like, "No, it's okay." And then you know, just talk about these quotes here. It's like clearly there was no benefit of the doubt. It wasn't accidental. This was very intentional, and and it was a cult. One of the other where, things where she do you said. Stand? Did you change your stance on it throughout this process? If anything, I kind of just went into like another world with it where, you know, I thought it was a cult, but I didn't realize to what degree. Okay. Because I'm, I'm almost now, not almost, but I'm at the stage where, okay, if somebody tells me that they don't think it was a cult... Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I'm not going to argue with them. I'm not going to, because, you know, people have different experiences, right? I think it's when I spoke with Dr. Lalit, she said, even in cultic, cult groups, it's possible people have different experiences. It's possible for somebody to be in a cult and not have a cult experience. I'm like, okay, that's that's interesting. That's really interesting. Um, it's kind of hard to do, but I, I believe it, right? Mm-hmm. But here's my thing, though. If you're going to tell me it's not a cult, fine. But you are not going to tell me it's the kingdom of God. No. You you can't. Because no. here's the thing. Within this church, we found deception. 
mm-hmm. with our reading and conversing with people. We found deception. We found manipulation. Mm-hmm. We found psychological manipulation. Mm-hmm. We found people that were taken advantage of in a variety of ways, mentally, physically, spiritually. We have instances of uh, nepotism, favoritism, classism, mm-hmm. racism, all the isms. Is, uh, yeah, they're all there. So then my question is, well, if I can experience this in the church, then how is that any different from anywhere else? I mean, yeah, exactly. And here's what I'm going to say, too. People are going to say things like, well, in the book of Acts, the church was uh, it was crazy. There was all this happening and that <laughs> happening. All right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, okay? I don't know what to tell you because maybe there were some elements in the book of Acts where they were acting like a cult. Maybe. Maybe there were some parts that we don't know about that wasn't written about. Right. Maybe. But, so that's where I'm at with it. I believe it's a cult. But if you're going to tell me it's not, then we're going to at least agree that it wasn't God's kingdom and it wasn't what it was uh, advertised to be. No. And if it wasn't what it was advertised to be, then it was a deception. And my question is, which one is worse? I just have to do the little snaps there. <laughs> just want to just want to clarify. She's snapping her fingers because I don't know. What, I don't know what that's going to sound like. I really don't know what that's going to sound like. We don't know if like a puppy rolled up on her and started. We, we just it don't really snap very very well. So hold on, let me, let me get a snap because I got a good snap. Here we go. You ready? Ready for this? Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. That's you know like, what I mean? Poetry slam snap, like I was trying to do. Yo, do you remember that poetry slam we went to? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. you had some quotes that you found. What stood out to you about this diary? <sighs> she talked about peer pressure. Mm, okay. And she said that there's more peer pressure in a Tuesday AM meeting in Boston than she had ever seen in all her years as a teenager. She said that she felt it, she fell into it, and her life centered around it. Mm. She said that how you look, even the expression on your face, how you dressed, how you walked into a room, all of that, all of that was watched, scrutinized, and judged. Wow. And your spirituality and your effectiveness as a leader were based off of those things in a church. That's crazy. In a church. A Tuesday morning, too, number one. <laughs> it went up on a Tuesday, didn't it? Yes. On a Tuesday. <laughs> on a Tuesday. Like, yo. I'm just saying, it's not even like Sunday service where you have this nah, here. You nah, would think it ain't. It's showtime. Showtime. It ain't even showtime. It's Tuesday. No, I, I just don't. Just reading her thing was, was very... Oh, man, it was, mm. you know, there was some of her diary I read, and I didn't know if it was subjective or objective. I think I try my best to be uh, to be fair on the show. I try not to be salacious on the program, try not to be gossipy, try not to say things just for shock value. Just try to be as, as, um, as uh, honest as possible. So then the parts of her diary that really stood out to me were the parts of her observation more than what she thought of somebody. 
Cause, cause it's really, it's, it's, it's not fair for us mm-hmm. to assume what somebody's thinking based off of what we saw them do. That's true. You know? I, yeah. Like that, that's, that's not fair. We can only just say the facts. So who do you think she thought her intended audience would be? I don't think she thought she had an audience. That's the thing. I think she just thought she was writing this in her journal. But she released it. So you don't think she probably tweaked some of it to like meet, you know, mm-hmm. speak to an audience? Because it wasn't like this wasn't like it was leaked. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, I don't know. I never thought about that. Right. So it, it was released. So now it's like, who do you who does she think the intended audience is? Is that's it le- is it leaders? I think it, I don't know. I don't know. Is it leaders? Because the Henry Creed letter, he, his intended audience was leaders. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if the re, the the re, excuse me the leaders just communicated with other leaders because there were parts of her diary where she was talking about meetings. Remember the meetings? Yeah. <laughs> These meetings were international. Yes, they were flying all over. They were flying just for the purpose of meeting with somebody. Which is crazy. I mean, it was it was literally, literally, we referenced Smooth Operator earlier, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but they were literally coast to coast LA to Chicago. Oh yeah. Western Mail. I love that song. (laughs) Coast to coast LA to Chicago. Chicago. Western Mail. Love that jam. Love that jam. (laughs) Shout out to Sade, man. There's no bad Sade song. It's just you could play it from top to bottom. Everything. All her albums. All her albums. And I love her big forehead. Love it. She gave me hope because I got a big forehead. I was like, you know what? You know what? We out here. We out here. But anyway, anyway. So they were just flying. We um um the such and such couple flew in from Atlanta to meet with us for three days and then went off to Cairo, Egypt. Such and such came in from London and met with us for two days and spent time with us for two days and then went off to Los Angeles. What were the leaders doing? It just it was the opulence, you know, of being a leader. Sue Condon's diary. Do you recommend people read it? Yes. Why? I do. I do think, you know, it is a diary, though. And I think that, that 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 needs to be taken into consideration when when reading it, right? Just not to dismiss it, right? But also to understand that it is subjective, that, that there wasn't a... No, no, no. Okay, so I would say I definitely think you should read it, but I'm a big believer of understanding how to use whatever you're reading, right? What do you mean? So, so what I mean by that is... You know, if you're trying to form your opinion about a person or about the church, um, you know, it's a very different reading than the discipleship dilemma where there was a a method, like a scientific method, there were tests given, it was meant to be as objective as possible, right? That was the, the, uh, the whole theme of that book, right? Yeah. So I definitely think that there's a lot of value to be read to, you know, to be assigned to someone's journal, as long as you understand that it is someone's journal. And so there's a lot of 
subjectivity, however they felt in that moment, however they remembered it, you know, memory is subjective. It's not always going to be exactly how it was. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say it's not true, right? It's just to say, I think it's, it's another layer of context, but to just understand what it is, right? Yeah. 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 Um, that's not, not the most eloquent way of stating that, but, but you, you want to, you want to try again? <laughs> Cause I understood I what you meant. I don't know how to. <laughs> well, how about this? How about this? Oh Lord. <clears throat> I, I think people should read it, <clears throat> but it should be taken with a grain of salt mm. because you're reading one person's perspective. Mm-hmm. And it should be read in conjunction with other sources. You should read such a document and compare it with your own experience. You should compare it with the experiences of others. Mm-hmm. You should experience it with reading something like The Discipling Dilemma mm-hmm. and other things, right? right. So it, it, it can't be like your only source, it's a valuable resource. For sure. How about this? I think I think part of what part of why Sue Condon's diary stands out to me. I'm going to say to us. I'm going to include you in this. I'm going to I'm going to mm-hmm. take the liberty. And if you if you if you disagree, please tell me. But okay. I think part of the reason why it stands out to us is because we've been processing what's happening mm-hmm. out loud. Yeah, and listening to other people. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if we read Sue Condon's diary in 2002? We were, we right. Were right. No, I, I see what you're getting at. And I agree. I agree with that. I think that if without that time to process it, yeah, then it's difficult to separate yourself enough to read it and do all of the things that you just described. Do you think it's about, do you think it's about time or space? You know what? I don't think that time or space by itself will make you a more reflective person. I think it takes an active, it's a decision, right? It's actions. It's taking a step back and processing. Like I think processing is a verb, right? You don't just take some time doesn't just pass. And then all of a sudden you've processed it. Like you have to actually take, have conversations like we've been having and really think about how you feel and really go through the works and, and really be like that. That's a process. That's work that goes into it. Yeah. And so, and so I think without, if you don't actively do that process, yeah. then you won't be in a place to be able to take in other people's experiences. Well, and, you know what? Listen, that, that you know? listen, listen, now, now you're making me ask another question. Okay. Okay. Cause then we have, I'm going to go back to this cult thing. Okay. And when you have people who are still in it and tell you, no, it's not a cult, mm-hmm. can we accept those arguments? Because those are people that are still in it and have had no space in between to process. I mean, but that doesn't actually change the reality, though. You know what I mean? No, it like, doesn't change the reality. It, it but, I'm just the... Ta- but I'm just talking about in the, the discourse. The, oh, the conversation, of course. of course, yeah. In the discourse, absolutely. I think it's valuable to have that discourse because you that's going to help them. You, you still think it's valuable to have the discourse, even though the person who 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 
who's still in it and does not have the perspective that you have, the time and the distance from it. Yeah, but I think those seeds get planted. I think that helps them to work through it. Maybe, maybe, maybe if they, if, but that's assuming, but that's assuming they want help. They want to work through it. That's yeah. That there's an assumption there. Um, That's assuming. I I just, I think you just got to take it as you can tell, like there are some times when, you know, we'll, we'll pretend like this isn't about the cult. Like, you know, there's this heated argument. Yeah. And someone just has a very different perspective. Okay. And sometimes you can tell that if you have a conversation with that person, they may think about it later or, or you may, you know, it's, it's of value of, for your time and for them and for you to have that conversation. Other times it's like, okay, I'm going to put a lot of time and emotional energy into this. And they're just going to walk away thinking the exact same thing that they think now. That's right. That's so, right. And I'm the only one who's going to be expending this energy. That's right. <laughs> so I'm just going to make that decision to, to not engage because because it's not worth it because why right and so i think so it's a tricky question actually i feel like it depends listen i will i will never i will never engage in a conversation which i'm going to try to convince Mm -hmm. anyone that is in the icoc anyone that is in the icc that it's a cult no no but if someone who's in it comes and they're like, hey, I'm curious to know why you think it's a cult. And they genuinely are curious. Well, that's a different story. That's a totally different, yeah. That's, that's where a, that's it's like, a all different right, story. even if they are like, I don't think it is, but I want to know why you do, then I feel like it's worth having that conversation. That's a, that's a, that's a different story. That's a different mm-hmm. story. But, you know, those, nah, it doesn't happen often, you know? I just, no. I just don't. It's, it's just, it's the perspective thing. So when, when looking at a document like Sue Condon's diary, it's like, oh man, where was this woman's mind? Yeah. Where was she? Why did she put this out? And how long was she feeling this way? It's, 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 um, damn, it's deeper than I thought. We took a turn that I didn't think we were going to take, <laughs> but that's okay. Well, I wonder, I mean. When she released it, did she kind of address those types of questions that you're asking? I, I, I think she did indirectly. Okay. I think she did indirectly. You know, she didn't explicitly state them, but she, she said it indirectly where all her journal entries, like you mentioned earlier, was just in a, it, it was almost as if her leaving was an accumulation of stuff. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a single event. It wasn't. And, and, and to be fair to Ms. Condon, to be fair. Um, I said earlier in the conversation that had I been writing those things and had I come to recognize those things, you know, mentally, then mm-hmm. I would have just left. Like, all right, mm-hmm. I already pro- I'm out of here. But um, I'm speaking as a single man at the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. right? She had a full family. Oh, yeah. How about the leader telling her she had too many kids? Oh, my gosh. I was just like, what? None of your business. None of your business. The gall, like, the audacity, and the gumption. Mm-hmm. It you was just crazy. I mean, that's it's a, just... That's, we're going to call that a gag. That's a gag. <laughs> gall, audacity, <laughs> and gumption at the same time. Uh, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're doing out here with the acronyms. You know okay. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> 
Look at you gagging. Shut up, man. <laughs> no, but in all fairness, though, her journal, I feel, is a lot more coherent than my journal would have been about something like that. Because I what Coherent? You know, I, I feel like your journal would be coherent. What are you talking about? No, because that's just... My journal is for me just to process my raw emotions. And my raw emotions are a mess. It would just... This hurt my feelings and I can't believe they said this. And now I feel this way. So, I mean, my journal could never be used. I mean, it could be used as long as you understood it was a grain of salt. And as long as you understood that, you know, the order of events is probably different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so we have to, we have to give Miss Condon a, a certain level of grace here. Absolutely. We have to give her a certain level of grace because if if my diary or journal entries were to be uh, read out loud, these people would be like, this dude is crazy. Oh, they would think I was nuts. They'd be like, oh, we, Aldo and Christina, did you read that? <laughs> like my entry would be like the color red. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who came up with that word? <laughs> And it would be all over. Mine would be all over the place because my mind does not work linearly. And, and my I, journal is my safe place to do that. And I would have doodles in there. Oh, yeah. There'd be lots of drawings. Straight up doodles. I've been doing the same doodles since 88. <laughs> I swear to God. What's your doodle? Is it circles or spirals? or? Yeah, all that. Oh, oh, yeah. oh all that. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it this or is it that? Yes. We <laughs> <laughs> that's how I live my life. So that's that's what would be in it. So, uh, so you know, I I I I appreciate her coming out with it. I appreciate mm-hmm. her telling her perspective. I appreciate mm-hmm. her telling her side of the story because all she could do is tell her side of the story. Exactly. She can't tell anybody else's. That's story. all any of us can do. You know. That's right. That's right. You got to tell your own story, and mm-hmm. and and so for that. Sue Condon, she gets props in my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever she may be at this moment, I wish her the best. I wish her Absolutely. family the best because she added to the pile. Mm-hmm. You know, she added to the conversation. So shout out to her. Thanks for tuning in to the Reclamation Podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed what you've heard thus far. If you would like information on how to support this program, please check out the support this program link located in this episode's description. See you next time.